You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Brandy, and Jeremy, and I hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 856, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that those of us on the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Brandy, Jeremy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 is going to hold your resort and ticket package, so just go ahead and pick up that phone and contact one of us today. Well, when this airs on Wednesday, August the 30th, it's going to be a big day for the Disney Cruise Line. We're going to find more out about Disney Treasure. And I got to tell you guys, it's nothing against Disney Wish, but I think I'm more excited about this one. So we already know that the theme is adventure and there's going to be some Peter Pan, some Aladdin. I guess guests that are going to be sailing on the inaugural trip or whatever received like this treasure box in the mail. Um, It didn't look like a treasure box. It looked like, I don't even know... Jeremy might know. I don't know how far back Brandy went, but your magic bands used to come in these awesome boxes in the mail. But then people started realizing they were Disney. They were from Disney and they were opening people's mail. So now they come in the plain white boxes. So nobody knows what it is until you open it. Yeah. But it came in a navy box and then it had all these like seals on the outside to give you a hint about the ship. So it had like a Neverland seal and a Spider-Man Queens icon and a stamp um, that says Disney's treasure reveal August 30th, 11 a.m. It had a Haunted Mansion reference and a Aladdin reference. So it had all this stuff. And then there was a letter in there from Arthur Quinn, which made them wonder if he's a part of the Society of Explorers Adventures. Again, I have no idea, but it was a hint with riddles in it and a puzzle. And when you got done reading it, there was a secret word revealed to you and it was heart. And then inside there was a treasure map with more hints. So I don't know what it is, but I'm going to be super excited to find out what they're going to reveal about this Disney treasure boat. Um, I'm assuming since they're doing all this refurbing to it, that means it's going to be more money to go on it. (laughs) The treasure map is cool. I don't know if you've seen pictures already. I saw like, yeah, treasure maps. Yeah. Uh, It's so cool. Anyway, just want to add my two cents there because I geek <laughs> out when it's when it's the society of if it's the explorers, you know, and all that kind of the SEA, that would be fantastic. Have you been on a Disney cruise? We will be, but no. Okay. <laughs> I I hope so. I really, really hope, especially the wish. I really hope. And this one, the Disney Treasure is taking that inaugural cruise on August 30th? No. That's when we find out more information. Okay, I was like, that seems really soon. I thought, like, I feel like we should know more than if it says August 30th. They're doing a little bit at a time, you know, to suck you in. Okay, okay. Do we know when it sails then? I did not find that, but I can look it up while you're talking if you would like. I mean, yeah, that'd be neat. I will look it up. Okay. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about some pickpocketing, but it's 
not exactly what you're thinking when you think pickpocketing, because, you know, you travel abroad, you have to worry about pickpocketing. If you were to refer to pickpocketing and you're talking about Disney, you might think Aladdin. Not happening there either. Nope. Um, This is something a little different. This is a ride that has been pickpocketing people. (laughs) So I'm talking about Matterhorn. Um, Somebody went to uh, Reddit and they were kind of talking about um, an experience that happened to them. So this Reddit user said, I decided to go on Matterhorn not too long ago when it was my turn to hop in a bobsled. The person in front of me found a lost phone in their seat. She gave it to the cast member. Meh, it happens. Okay, so like, not a big deal, right? Ride starts, goes fine, go back to the station. Then I see a man waiting for my bobsled to arrive because he had lost a different cell phone on it, apparently in my seat. I reached out and sure enough, find the lost phone number two in the crack between the seat and the bobsled frame. I start to hand it to him, but the man says it's not his. He's apparently looking for lost phone number three. So I hand it to the cast member who's waiting with the guy instead. And of course, this person was asking the cast member, like, well, how many of these are eaten by Matterhorn each day? And they just kind of pled the fifth on that one and didn't um, didn't answer. But if you think about it, that was that one person. And just in the time that they rode the ride, that was three lost phones. So if you are riding Matterhorn, please put your cell phone in a safe place and that safe place is not your back pocket. Vicky and I were talking about this ride and it just kind of <laughs> the way that you're sitting and because you're so low down and you're kind of at a different angle, um, it just and it jerks around a lot. It just kind of wiggles your phone right out. Or just bypass this ride all together. Another option, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just remember, and I don't know if Brandy or Jeremy, you guys were on the show when Chrissy was, well, no, because it was her trip report, I believe. And she was talking about the ride and how her back hurt before she got on it. And she thought to herself, I need to get a chiropractic adjustment. And then she went on this ride and her back felt better. And she was like, oh, thank Mm. you, Matterhorn. You gave me a back adjustment. She was so excited. Um, So my back was hurting over there. And I'm like, maybe this is going to work for me too. Um, I was in more pain when I got off that ride. You went to a bad chiropractor. That's what happened. (laughs) That's what it was. Uh, The ship is not, they don't have official date, Stephanie. It's 2024 and they're going to do another one in 2025 and another ship in 2026. They're going to be rolling them out yearly for the next few years. So have they revealed the names of those ships? I do not think so. No. No, they, this is the only one that we know about is the Disney treasure. It's not that I'm not excited about Wish. I'm just excited about treasure with what they're putting into it. And they're bringing back some of the tried and true like rides and movies and stuff. And I think that'll be good. It seems more immersive in regards to their marketing of what they've done lately, in my honest opinion. So seeing something like this and hearing about what they're doing for, you know, that first cruise is absolutely phenomenal. It's just it's it's imaginary to its core, and and I'm glad to see that that Disney magic being sent out early, um, rather than just kind of show, showcasing its technology of it. But right, yeah, yeah, makes me want to ride it for sure. <laughs> well, earlier this month, some of our hosts of the Mousecapades were in Disneyland at the beginning of August again for Homecoming. 
a couple of them contracted COVID. And there is an uptick in COVID cases in the Los Angeles and Anaheim areas, leading to mask mandates being reinstated and a rise in hospitalizations. Over in L.A. County, health folks are already making big companies like Lionsgate wear masks in certain parts of their office um, I guess because they're noticing a recent rise in cases. And we have to remember that in March, it was three years from the date the parks closed down due to pandemic. Obviously, we don't think the parks or the country are being shut down again. But of course, the media is suggesting we're conscious of the place we are, clean our hands, and maybe even wear a mask if you want to help pre- prevent the pandemic. I'm, I'm never going to understand myself why we have to tell adults to wash their hands. I'm never going to get over it. I'm never going to understand this part of that whole mess of the constant, the hand washing and the singing of the songs while you're doing it. And I'm like, that is what my three-year-old son does. He walks into preschool first thing in the morning. Wesley, go to the sink and wash your hands. There's a whole line of kids at the sink washing their hands. They make their wash their hands right when they walk in because they're going to eat breakfast. The three-year-olds have got it. What is wrong with everyone? I don't know, but... I was telling somebody at school and they thought I was crazy. I'm like, I'm going to find that article. But there was some small town here in Missouri that already had to close a school because there were so many staff and students. It was in a small town, but, and I can't even remember the name of it, but it says school had to close because they were afraid it was going to spread worse if they brought in the people that did and like tried to combine classes and everything. So they just shut it down and like set off one of those bomb things that kills germs. Mm. The disinfecting ones. Yeah. Well, that's a kind of good segue because it reminds me of being evac'd. Oh, man, I don't know. I've always wanted to be evac'd, but I like it when the lights come on. I don't know if you've ever been on an evac or you saw the lights on in Space Mountain or in the people movers you go by. But over in California Adventure last Saturday, uh, the iconic Indiana Jones ride had some guests get stuck on the submersive. I don't know if you've ever been on it. I'm assuming y'all have this action-packed ride. Um, the breakdown, it caused a very lengthy evacuation process. Um, so I can't, I can't relate to this because I've never been part of something like that, but it'd been kind of fun, I think. Um, it did allow for some unique and fantastic experiences for our guests, which I believe so. I know it would be for me. And I know I would probably want to snap photos, which you're probably not allowed to. But guests were evacuate, evacuated and they the guests had, to, they, they had the opportunity to get off and walk uh, the attraction inside that ride. Uh, most with... Uh, not all the lights were off, some were on, et cetera. And, you know, we don't like rides breaking down uh, to be evacuated. But in this situation, these guests got to enjoy a scene that most of us don't get to see all the time. They got to walk through the ride, kind of like a behind the scenes tour in a way, uh, you know, with and without the cost. And and I got to thinking that it would be kind of funny. You're walking along and you see this like Disneyland journal of some old, you know, especially in the Indiana Jones ride. And it's like some diary of like day two, we're stuck here with a Mickey pretzel and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I went to go find a cast member to help. I got lost in the bottomless pit. Anyway, that's what I got to, you know, with Indiana Jones being evac, kind of cool. But I've heard, you know, uh, you know, that ride can be quite bumpy as well, but pretty cool experience, I guess. But yeah, I don't know if you, either of you have ever experienced an evac. I know Ron on the go, a streamer, he always has, I'm here for the evac because it seems like he would get evac'd off. It's like a thing where people really want to get stuck on a ride or evacuated off of like there's like a Facebook group for that. I've never been completely like evacuated, but I had two instances where we got stuck and like the lights came on. One was so one I'll, I'll lead with the one that was like fun. It was Haunted Mansion. 
and it was towards the end, so they turned all the lights on. And I think what happened is there was a um, guest with some special needs, and I think he thought he could get off sooner, and he tried to exit his uh, doom buggy, and they turned the lights on to come and assist him, so they didn't have to evacuate everybody because it wasn't a ride malfunction. They were just helping someone who didn't understand they could not exit their doom buggy whenever they felt like it. So I got to see the lights come on and like look around, observe a few more things in Haunted Mansion, and then... The other one was on our very first trip when we were in Epcot and there wasn't, you know, that at that time, not as much to ride outside of like for my daughter, like outside of like test track. And she wanted to do um, Mission Space over and over again. And of course, um, we were like locked in looking in the viewer and we were there for, I think, an extra 15, 20 minutes all there. Wow. And to the point where like the video even changed and said, hold on, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. They like didn't try to get us off because I think they were just like helping somebody. But oh my gosh, my, and my husband's a little claustrophobic. Like he was, he was freaking out. And then my daughter started crying because he was freaking out. I can understand that. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> we didn't, but they didn't come assist us. We calmed down enough that then they, then it just went and it was fine. But oh my goodness, that's not a fun ride to be stuck on for an extra 20 minutes. No, no. <laughs> well, we don't want to give too much away because, you know, Friday's, we just did our trip report, but this is the ride that Stephanie and I really, really loved. It was so fun. Cool, cool, cool. If we could get evacuated, I think that would have even made it more fun. We made our own fun in there, just in the line even, that people thought we were crazy. That's awesome. That's what makes it fun. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is way better than Dinosaur. Oh my gosh. And I love Dinosaur. <laughs> you love Dinosaur? Okay, that's cool. I know, not everybody does. You guys can make fun of me. No, no, no. I'm not making fun of you. That's, you know, I met someone uh, at one of the resorts, one of the cast members, because we were doing some pin trading. And his favorite thing overall at Magic Kingdom, which the first person I've ever heard say this, is Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> oh, I love it. You have to go to Country Bear. Oh, definitely. But that's his favorite above above all. This guy that was one of the pastors at camp with us at Kids Camp every year, he started his own travel agency, I don't know, a couple of years after we met him. And it's like gone through, they're like diamond earmarked. And that's what his favorite ride is. Like he started a petition when they thought Country Bears was going to close last year. Oh, wow. And he, he headed it up because he's like, no, this cannot go away. This is my childhood. No, it cannot. It's, it is, it's iconic. It's so iconic. And I've always wanted to even, when you go on Everest and you go up that first huge hill, the incline. And you want to evac that? I want to go on those stairs. That looks so much fun. Okay, that is the, no, I would never, ever, ever. We'll watch you from down on the ground. Any roller coaster, that would terrify me. Well, I, I agree with you, but those stairs just look cool. But yeah. I, I think they look too steep to me. <laughs> I'll stay here. I'll just be stuck here two hours, however long you need me. I'm just going to sit until you can get it down. <laughs> So this next story should hit home because it's almost the one year anniversary for Stephanie and I. It's time to consider the fact that when you take a Disney trip to Disney World, that there's a chance you're going to have to deal with a hurricane or a tropical storm of some kind. And I know that when both of us planned our trips, never, never, never did we think that we would be a part of that. And yeah, Hurricane Ian decided that we were going to be a part last year. So there is a storm expecting to be ro rolling into Florida this week. You need to check on your son. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm sure he's fine, but... Yeah, we talked this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But right now it's just being classified as a tropical disturbance. But they're saying there's a 70% chance it's going to turn into a tropical storm. And the disturbance is headed towards Florida, going to bring some heavy rain and some strong winds. Of course, he doesn't stay on property anymore because he's because he's not in the college program anymore, right? No, he's a cast member. So he lives actually in an apartment right outside of Disney Springs over there. So he's probably perfectly fine because everybody that's within that, we learned that last year, that you're safe. So if you're preparing, make sure that your trip is covered, all the essentials of it. We do recommend that you do purchase, purchase travel insurance when we're booking those trips, specifically certain times of year, like hurricane season. I always say if it's the winter time, you should purchase because you don't know if your flight could get canceled. If you have snow where you are, obviously Orlando's probably not going to have snow and ice. Or if you have someone that's sick, because somebody always asks me, well, should I do it? I'm like, do you have an app? A person in your family that's ill or older that you think could pass away, then you might want to consider the travel insurance. But definitely during hurricane season and our winters where we live going in. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I already on Disney's website, um, there's like a little notification up top that says guests may reschedule their trip or cancel their stay with us. As customary, Disney imposed cancellation fees will be waived. So Disney is pretty good about that. If you need to cancel or reschedule because of a tropical storm, for the most part, they will allow that. Um, so they can you can go online and make those modifications. Um immediately and i think part of it is like well if you're canceling sometimes you're canceling and it's good because there's somebody else who needs an extra stay like vicky did when she was like oh my gosh i need a place to stay and they're like so they are very they try to be very fluid during those times so if you need to cancel or reschedule and you didn't have trip insurance they're still going to be there to assist with that yeah i didn't have trip insurance but because it was an act of god not something that we could have forecasted like that I could have known about. There was really no way. Although Stephanie did warn me before. She's like, are you worried? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. And Stephanie's like, it's not going to be. I think your first response was, what hurricane? Yeah, that was my response. And I was like, mm, nice. you need to turn on TV and look at this because it's happening. Um, I know that the some of the Florida schools have already been canceled for that Wednesday. Because my friend who moved there, their school is canceled for for Wednesday for the storm. So it's a midweek holiday. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? Can we get one of those? <laughs> I could use it. I'll sleep all day. We have a four day week next week, you know. And then I think I mean everybody does. Yeah. And then we go a whole week and then we have another four day week. So it'll be okay. It will be. Okay. So I thought this story was quite interesting. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it, but let me give you the details and then we can discuss it. So today, which as you're listening, it is August 30th. And so starting today, SeaWorld and Aquatica are not going to be accepting cash in their parks anymore. It is completely cashless, which means that either you have to have a debit card or a credit card on you. Um, You could also use like, you know, if you've got Apple Pay or Google Pay, you could use those. Um, If you forget this and you bring cash in, you're going to have to exchange your cash for a prepaid Visa card. Um, They'll have kiosks for you to do that. And I just found all of that very interesting. Like it was just just surprising that it's not even an option. But then at the same time, it kind of made a little bit of sense because how many people are using cash. So it's just one less thing for them to have to deal with. Um, SeaWorld also said that they believe going cashless is faster. They think it's more secure. 
I don't know if I totally agree with that one, but I do think it is faster and it is simple and effective, which are all things that they they stated when they decided they were going to go cashless. So I guess we'll see how this works. What do you guys think? Well, I'm used to it. Um, the other big chain that's done that, if you guys know who Cedar Fair is, an amusement park chain. So they are, um, so I'm Cincinnati. So my local amusement park is Kings Island, owned by Cedar Fair. Also Cedar Point up in Sandusky, Ohio, where I spent my my family vacation. Um, They also own Knott's Berry Farm out in California near Mm. Disneyland. You guys saw signs for that and all of that. Um, They went, I believe, either last year or the year before, where they went totally cashless. It's the same thing. You go in with cash, you put it on the Visa card at the little exchange kiosk. Mm. Um, I I guess it doesn't really bother me because I was never a big fan of bringing cash into parks and stuff like that, like maybe a couple of dollars, but... I, I always had the fear of losing it or it getting stolen or, you know, you're constantly hands in and out of your pockets, getting your phone, like all that kind of stuff. I always worried about because that's a place my daughter with her past can go with her friends and not be 100 percent supervised all the time. I love that. I know that she has her her teen debit card, her step card that I just transfer money to and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about her losing cash, you know, we're spending too much or, you know, like that whole thing. So it's it doesn't bother me at all. It was actually really helpful, I think. What do you think, Jeremy? Because your kids are younger. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the, even this last trip, and I should have known this, um, I wasn't expecting to use cash at Disney, you know, Walt Disney World. But uh, I mean, we we normally, every time we make a trip, uh, even for our girls, we give them, we have a budget. And I know I love merch. As a Disney adult, I love <laughs> work. I love merch. And so Corinne and I were just having this discussion while we were cleaning up from dinner to this evening, but it helps for us. We will go and get the Disney gift cards prior to going and load everything up on that for our our two little ones, as well as myself. It keeps me in check in regards to our budget. But I mean, Brandy, I'm with you as well. I usually, well, I'll usually carry about 20 to $25 in cash. If that on me, Uh even here at home, I, I hardly carry cash, but, um, I think for us, that's great. For our little girls, uh, we actually let them hold their gift cards. Uh, uh-huh. We give them a good amount on there, and uh, we let them be responsible for that. And they are a lot. And I feel sa- safer with the gift card um, than the ca- them carrying cash. But um, yeah, that's how I feel. I, I, I also, Stephanie, I see your point too. It's like, oh man, you know, we are moving that direction. And um, but actually, I did. I saw someone with a large bag, which was odd to me. We were over at a resort, and someone uh, was purchasing from their their shop. Like she got this large zip block gallon bag out and had tons of cash and coins oh my god and i'm like (gasps) whoa um i wasn't expecting to see that here that would be heavy too it was it was a lot um but i'm like oh so much easier to not carry that around and just draw attention to yourself for me that would make me want to deposit that large amount of money and just use my card yeah i mean even on budget like within our family it's just like most recently um I was I was honestly helping with a wedding this past weekend up at Steamboat Springs, and I was actually second shooting. I wasn't the main photographer, and my friend was like, "Do you, I've never been paid in cash before?" But he's like, "Do you mind if you just, I just pay you in cash?" No, but but when he brought that cash over to my house the other day, I'm like, "Uh." I, I literally started thinking like, I don't need all this. I need to put it in the nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to accept? I, I don't even use cash like when I go to the grocery store or whatever, like a hundred dollar bill. Sometimes it's like, nope, we don't accept that. I know. Why, why, why do we have all these people that ruin it for all of us? Well, 
Moving on to talking about the summer and crowds at Disneyland and Disney World, it would seem that their crowds have been low at both parks. And at Disney World, 4th of July was the lowest it's been in over a decade. I wish I would have been there because I think everyone was at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> I was wading through those people trying to get my son on all the kitty rides. It seems that things are changing now. Summer is officially over as far as parks are concerned because we have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Oogie Boogie Bash starting up. The ride time waits are back up to an hour wait for some attractions. Crowds seem to be the worst at Disneyland. A TikTok user even posted, the cheapest pass is unblocked, so now every ride is 80 plus minutes. What do we think has caused this change? Don't you think it's changed since the pandemic? Could be. Well, I think it went up for a while. Like it felt like everything was not busy and then it was so busy and now it's not busy again. Like I I haven't even been booking a bunch of uh as much Disney as I did like last year. Hmm. Like I've been booking more cruises. It's like the year for cruises. Everybody wants to go on a cruise now. Huh. I want to go on a cruise. Who wants to go to? Right. I mean, I want to go on a Disney cruise, but I'd go on any cruise right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't been on a cruise in so long and I just remember how much we loved it. And I wonder why we didn't do it again. I just think people got those Disney trips out in 2021. And I do think that Disney has kind of priced some people out of being able to go as often as they would like. Like people who maybe went every year are now going, okay, I can only afford this every other year. I'm still obsessed, but I can't afford it as much as I used to. So mm. I guess I've got to cut back. So if they went last year, they're on hold for a year. Well, I mean, that's what Gina said. We'll see because we, we were teasing her. Yes, Gina. I am talking about you, not in a bad way. But <laughs> she said that her husband said no Disney next year. And I'm just like, I cannot even imagine him for even for Jeremy. That's impossible now. He, he has to go. He has to see his son. I mean, that's just a given. <laughs> There's a given. <laughs> it's a good excuse. Too. I was going to say, you, so you just need somebody to, in your family to move to Disney and work there. Yeah. And then you have to go. <laughs> I've been trying to convince Corinne that we need to move down there, but that yeah we're not my sister's trying to get out of florida you don't want to it's a great place to visit you should go to the parks you should go to the places but you shouldn't relocate there unless it's for a job yeah we're not i mean we love colorado i mean this is this is home so i'm just a disney like nerd like (laughs) but i mean the your girls are the perfect age to be doing that yes you you wouldn't want to wait until they're in middle and high school because no well my parents not intentionally. My dad got transferred my senior year. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is totally crazy. But they will easily adapt to a new lifestyle. Although they probably miss the mountains. They would. Well, I'm trying to make the, the excuse of, um, well, our daughter will be living in South Carolina, at least right. for the next five years. Our son is right outside Disney, um, which he's going to be there for a long time. Right. And um, in the foreseeable, at least five, seven years. And uh, he's finishing his degree down there. So but anyway, um, yeah, those the park levels. Uh, it was the we were at Magic Kingdom. Well, Animal Kingdom was literally non-existent. It, it was just weird. Uh, but uh, we took our girls to the Animal Kingdom for the first time, and that's where our son is a cat. That's where he makes the magic over there. Um, so we wanted to spend the day with him in the park. But it didn't. I was like really surprised at how low I felt that the crowds were at Animal Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, I felt like walking around. It was quite busy. But the the wait times were not bad at all for except, you know, mine train, stuff like that. But it wasn't that bad. It was definitely of all the trips we have taken, because I think we had six trips last year. This is only our second trip this year. And this was it was less busy than last year, according to us. 
Well, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I watch Kyle Apollo a lot to get information and just to know about what's going on in Orlando. He went to a mall with somebody there in Orlando and he was saying how packed it was. And my husband and I were looking at each other like, he goes to Disney every day. He thinks this is packed. Yeah. Yeah, it was nothing. And we were like, this is not packed, Kyle. You need to go back and look at your videos at Disney World. Yeah. Very crazy. It is. Well, we all know, I mean, we, we you know, we discuss this here. You know, we, we love Walt Disney World. It's a global hotspot. You know, it's unforgettable experiences. Um, but have you ever heard of a situation where someone was awaiting trial uh, with alleged criminal activity and then they request a trip to the magical realm of Disney World? I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but this is this is a new story to me. And I'm going to butcher her name. So my apologies. Uh, enter, is it Yonette Rispass? But she's she's known as Starbrim, if you know who she is, Starbrim. Supposedly, she's linked to a street game, the Five Nine Brims. I literally, this is out of my uh, knowledge. I think it's out of all of our knowledge. <laughs> so, I mean, I do know of the Disney games out in Disneyland. But um, so the Five Nine Brims, little little education here, is connected to the Notorious Bloods game, if you know of the Bloods. Um, uh, Star Brim is facing a trial for allegedly orchestrating an attack on two bartenders at a New York City strip club. The motive, she believed they had disrespected a friend. Wow. Now, what says the story part is that Starbrim's recent request, she, uh, despite all the serious charges that are against her, she's asked the judge if she can take a trip to none other than Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. So surprisingly, the judge is like, granted, adding to the intrigue of all this. So it's not the first time, uh, if, if you look a little deeper, it's not the first time she's been allowed to travel before her trial. A previous trip to Puerto Rico was also permitted. So the connection here gets even more interesting. Starbrim is associated with rapper... Cardi B, probably know her, who has openly discussed her own involvement with the blood games during her youth. So coincidentally, the bartender Starbrim is accused of targeting is also alleged to have had relations with Cardi B's husband, Offset. How it's all intertwined. So it shows that, you know, whatever your opinion is, that the legal system offers everyone a right to a fair trial. (laughs) <laughs> in such unconventional circumstances. So, uh, you know, I'm left wondering, we're left wondering about the upcoming trial dates as she prepares for her Disney adventure and all that magic. But do we agree with the judge's decision on this? You know, I'm, I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. You know, and I'm also thinking as a, you know, a citizen of where, you know, where, where we are, it's like jury duty for one thing. If I try to get out of jury duty for the fact of that I have a Disney vacation plan and I want to take my girls, whether it's their first time or their 10th time, Right. I want to go see the mouse. Please, can I postpone my jury, my my duty that I am supposed to do? And say no. No. And and I get that, even though I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. Come on. I'll do the jury duty later. I really will. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I want to know if that judge was getting paid on the, you know, you hear all those stories. Right. Paid on the side. For here, I'll give you this money and then I, you can let my client go to Disney World. Yeah, that just doesn't seem fair. And I mean, outside of going where it doesn't matter where you're going. I mean, I could see it more for like, I have a relative who's dying. Yeah, you know, or I have a child I need to take care of. Even then, they sometimes don't even allow that. Yeah. So like, it's got to be their connections. They've got connections or something or their lawyer has something on somebody. (laughs) That's got to be what it is. I need to get something on somebody so I can get somewhere in life. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a doctor to write, like, besides going up in the mountains, like, oh, yeah, you need to go to Disney World. I was going to say. There you go. We actually, I don't know if it's been a while that we talked about that, but there was proof that because it makes your endorphins, you know, 
makes your endorphins when you go to Disney World. And there were, they did a study and yep. people were happier when they visited Disney World. So agreed. That is the true thing. So this next story, um, I saw it this week and then I was like, I have to do this story because anybody who's listened to this show knows that I love this. But if you're a new listener, you don't. But I know a lot of times when people are going to Disney, they're worried about how much money they should bring for food. And with the dining plan being gone for so long, we had to like adjust our mindsets and save money. So we for the meals that we were going to do. But there are actually some economical meals. We've talked to you guys about the patisserie in uh, France where you can get a breakfast sandwich for like $5.99. I mean, there are good deals, but this Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite deals at the Magic Kingdom and it's over at Sleepy Hollow. Um, There are two meals that are below $12 without the beverage. And the first one is the waffle with the spicy chicken, breaded chicken breast, and it's served with broccoli slaw and honey sriracha glaze. It is very, very good. It's like your chicken and waffle meal, but with a little kick. And it's only like $11.59 plus tax. And the other one is the Nutella and fruit waffle, which I know you've heard us talk about. It's the bomb.com. If you've not had it, you need to get it. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. Like I recreated at home. It doesn't have magic in it, so it's not as good. But I mean, it's my go-to like recreate at home breakfast. <laughs> they lather that Nutella on there with strawberries, blueberries, and bananas. And it, it kind of looks like red, white, and blue. Get it? Because it's in Sleepy Hollow, which isn't near Liberty. Um square you didn't get all that Mm -hmm. and if you don't want one of those fruits they'll leave them off because gina leaves blueberries off hers and i leave bananas off mine so you can get it customized yeah it's only 849 plus tax so and and the greatest thing of all is it can be mobile ordered and you just hit here when you get there and ta-da it's ready so i had to talk about that because i know that money is a big issue when you go to disney you want to make sure you get the most for your money and if you get that for breakfast with a coffee like that had i was good Till, I mean, I think I only had a snack before dinner. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning. I mean, like I didn't need anything else. I think I had maybe an ice cream or a little popcorn snack or something, but I didn't need to eat like a lunch after I had that. I just very much like the fruit Nutella waffle because I feel like when I'm on a vacation, I'm so bad about getting in my intake of fruits and vegetables. Oh, right. You know, because I'm mm-hmm. constantly eating cookies and everything else. So like, it was nice to have a little bit of fruit, some actual fresh fruit um, with a meal. It was still delicious. It still had the bad for me stuff on it because that Nutella is mainly sugar. It's made of nuts. Right. A little bit, just a little bit. Uh, the chicken and waffle, I actually wasn't a huge fan of. The spices just weren't quite what I had in mind, but it was it was a decent size piece of chicken, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, and it is a good price. So, OK, so I have a say it isn't so it's about scalpers and how much we just despise them. Say it so, say it so. so this year, the hot selling item is supposed to be this Minnie Mouse um, zipper. And she is dressed up as Winifred Sanderson. Um, She's wearing a green and purple dress, black shoes, and bright orange hair. The zipper also has a purple strap with green gems and a gold symbol button that makes the underskirt light up green. And of course, we know how people are super obsessed with, um, with the Sanderson sisters. So this is going to be a huge hit. They're going to be going on sale September 5th at Disneyland. And the price is supposed to be $24.99, but it's already been predicted that the scalpers 
will be snatching those things up and doing what they do best, which is sell them for more online. So if you are trying to go online, you can expect the starting price to be at least $15 more. And of course, that will only increase based on how quickly they sell out and how um, hard it is for them to get them back in stock. So if you are one team one and you don't want to pay the upcharge, you need to be at Disneyland on September 5th. Plain and simple. They're pre-selling these. What? They're pre-selling these. The pre-sell price. <laughs> how can they guarantee they're going to get them? I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's this whole, the whole story is wrong to me, but... <laughs> There's so many things wrong about all that because, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a it's a drink sipper, like it's a novelty thing you're going to have while you're at the park. Like, is it seriously not needed that people order it who aren't even going to go then? Like, I, I guess that's the part I just don't get about right. it. Like, because they want to save it. They want to save it and like resell it for even more money years down the road or something. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> all right. Well. Moving right along. <laughs> Despite Disney's setbacks in some areas that we've been discussing, they have still beaten Universal for 2023 for the best theme park ride. Disney opened two rides recently, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and Tron. Both rides have been hard to get a virtual boarding group for and caused a frenzy at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. While Disney guests wait a long time for both of these rides to open, but neither ride was a disappointment. However, only one ride could be the best theme park ride of the year. And with a drum roll, you guessed it, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is the theme park ride of the year for 2023. Second place went to Universal Studios Jurassic World Velocicoaster. And third place went to Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Now that Disney is the ride winner, do we think they can keep this title in years to come? That ride's amazing. It is. It's going to be hard to top that. Mm-hmm. It really is good. And the fact that you want to keep getting back on it so you can get a different song. I know, right? Although I really did, I really did like what they did in California for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, for the tower. Totally different ride, of course. Uh But I really, really enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to even. I mean, I enjoyed it more than Tower of Terror, but I didn't enjoy it more than Cosmic Rewind. No, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. I think you just spoke some blasphemy for some people's stuff. I know. How do we feel about Tron? Is that what you said? Yeah. How do you feel about Tron? Have you ridden it? Too fast. I feel like you go blink. Okay, done. Yeah. Too short is what you mean. Like it's over for you. Yes. 90 seconds is not long enough. Agreed. My favorite part about Tron is just the ambience at night after fireworks going over there and just hanging out and listening to the music and the the colors and stuff of the canopy. That is very cool. There's a yeah. lot of things that we've talked about recently, especially I guess I never really paid attention since Hollywood Studios had um, Osborne Lights, but both Gina and Matt are both like, you have got to go to Toy Story Land at night. I guess that I never was over there. I was trying to think about it. I think I'm usually in line to go to Fantasmic or maybe I've already went to dinner or something. I'm not sure why I didn't see that or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So probably the same thing with Tron. I need to... Oh, gosh. When I was there by myself, I spent like that was my whole end of my evening because I was waiting to get on my lightning late I bought for um, Rise of the Resistance. And I was like, I was over there forever. And the only, but the only thing I, I gathered after hanging out there for that long is after I wandered over to Toy Story uh, land was that they need before, I mean, even before Roundup Rodeo, like I was like, there needs to be some more snack options or quick service food here because all there is is Woody's Lunchbox. Right. 
if you're trying to hang out in that general area, like that's all there is. I mean, I was perfectly happy with, and I just got like a kid's meal. I got my kids grilled cheese and my little potato barrels and I was very happy with it, but I was, it would just took forever. I mean, I mobile ordered it still took forever because that's everybody was there. Yep. And it's a choke point there too. It crowds up in that one. Yeah, it does. You can't get out. Like you're kind of in it. Like you want, that's part of the reason I was there for so long. I was like, well, I guess this is where I live now. I thought I was going to be here. Forward <laughs> my mail. <laughs> But I am going back to what you were saying, right? I, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is phenomenal and I'm glad it beat out Universal. I'm not saying Universal yeah. is bad whatsoever. They got two and three, which is good. Yeah. Um, those are great coasters as well over there at Universal. But Cosmic Rewind, I mean, I mean sorry. Yeah. Cosmic Rewind is absolutely fantastic. It is. It's so hard to even explain it too to somebody who hasn't been on it. Right. Yeah. Don't let people that didn't like it explain it. <laughs> Brad just always says, it's the one and done ride. It's the one and done ride. He didn't like it? Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. I thought he was going to. Wow. I can't. Our nine-year-old loves, I didn't realize she loves roller coasters. And she want, we didn't go over to Epcot whatsoever on this last trip, but I cannot wait to take her on that. Our seven-year-old, on the other hand, she's like, yeah, no way. She wouldn't go on Barnstormers. Um, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> She tried it, but she was like, get me off of this. Oh, no. She will not do a coaster. It feels like, but Leia, she is like, you know, she loved Everest. She loved Flight of Passage, all those kind of thrill things. And I cannot wait to take her on that. That'll be awesome. I can't wait till my three follow to it because he looks at everything and goes, I ride that. I ride that. Like looking at all the stuff. I ride that, Mommy. I'm like, eh. oh, not yet. Not allowed. <laughs> I think Teddy will love that ride. Which one? Uh, well, like Cosmic Rewind, because he's the thrill seeker. He was on it. Oh, he got to go on it already? Oh, yeah. I didn't think he was tall enough. I didn't realize. Oh, wow. He's just barely, but they were like the shortest kids there. Him and his two two little four-year-olds oh, wow. were riding the ride together. Oh, cool. I think you have to be, I think you only have to be 38 inches, though. Oh, wow. Oh, for Cosmic Rewind, you only have to be 38 inches. Okay. It might be 40. I don't know. But however it was, he was... Tall enough, and so is Colton. Awesome. So, and Colton's shorter than Teddy. And Colton rode with Lucy because we didn't have enough, like, parent versus kid ratio. So Lucy, my seven-year-old, rode with a four-year-old, <laughs> and the mom <laughs> rode behind. Mm-hmm. She was like, I mean, I was slightly scared <laughs> with him being behind. I'm going, oh, my gosh, what have I done? But And they came off happy, like, not crying. Yeah, none of them cried. Teddy got off and he goes, I was kind of confused they didn't know where to look that was awesome that's how i felt patty same i didn't know what was going on they wrote it twice both of them because they got to do writer swap so they got to go again oh that's amazing well here's some changes you know well you know disney's always changing things are you know vendors you know et cetera et cetera et cetera but as of sunday august 27th uh walt disney world's internal floral and gift services uh, i don't know if you heard this the, they've been discontinued and operations yeah. have been actually handed over to a third party. Uh, this th- this new service is known as Magical Floral and Gifts by Florida Fresh Floral. Say that like three, five times fast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Triple F. We'll call it Magical Floral and Gifts by Triple F. Um, 
their website is actually now operational and accepting purchases. So, you know, many, many of us, you know, we, we and others go to Disney World and we, there's always something to celebrate, whether it be your first time, whether it be your hundredth time, whether it be just, we're just happy to be there or whatever it is. Um, we're always celebrating something and it's always nice to add, you know, a little bit of magic. This company allows guests to purchase gifts and snack baskets, uh, themed balloon banquets and floor arrangements designed to enhance your Walt Disney World visit, uh, magical flooring gifts. Uh, it's available. They deliver seven days a week at all the Disney resorts, including the Good Neighbor Hotels. So that's really cool. Uh, the borders have to be placed by 12 p.m. Eastern, um, and they'll be delivered on the same day. If they're placed after 12 p.m. Eastern, then the, they'll be delivered the following day. And each delivery cost is $10 per order. So that's kind of cool, depending upon where you are. It's just $10, uh, universally speaking. They do have a call center that places orders, and they're open Monday through Friday weekly. So, you know, it's always nice having that surprise in your room uh, when you arrive and you come back from the day at the parks. It always adds a little bit of that magic to the day. Uh, not only to yourself. I mean, I would love it you know, to have an arrangement of flowers. My girls love flowers. You know, you come back from that long day and they see that there and it's just like, ah, oh, you know, that excitement, that smile, it, uh -huh. it's worth it. It's especially, you know, it's great for band birthdays, anniversaries. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking of doing this when I go on my uh, tier, my last dad, daughter, you know, celebrating her and I, you know, looking this over and I got on their site today and I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, I was talking with Grant, I think I want to do this. I want to do this. And, and that magic just to come back of that surprise. So I was going to say you did get on their site because it's pretty, I'm looking right now, it's pretty expensive. Yes, it is. It It is. It's definitely a, a thing to budget in. I was going to say, you have to think of it as what that's going to bring memory wise. Right. Right. It's not a typical priced flower, like getting flowers delivered for to work for an anniversary. Like, Unless it's Valentine's Day and that's how much they cost. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. This is probably even more. You know how my uh, my husband gets around because I'm a Valentine's Day freak. Like I am one of those weird females that even when I, one of these days I want to be Disney on Valentine's Day is my dream. Um, but uh, I love Valentine's Day so much. Even when I was single, I would invite my girlfriends over to watch movies and I would have a special dessert and I would get flowers and I would give out little kid Valentines to my friends still in my Aww. 20s. Like I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, my husband knows how much I like it. So he's figured out the way to um, sometimes he tries to work from home that day so he can hand deliver stuff. But if you have Costco near you, you can order a uh, delivery from Costco and you can get a dessert cake and roses from them that are way cheaper, even on Valentine's Day from Costco. Oh, that's so awesome. I can Ooh. get two dozen roses from Costco and like a whole chocolate cake delivered to my office. <laughs> that's nice. It's way All cheaper right. than going through a florist. I just little pro tip. Yeah, for sure. Unless there's not a Costco nearby. That's what I run yeah. into. Sending my, I know my mother-in-law loves flowers, but she lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I have a hard time delivering flowers. I wanted to get her like a fruit display that one of those edible, what is it? Edible, edible arrangements. arrangements. Yeah. 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 They don't have anyone anywhere near her. Oh no. So 2019, my brother and I, we took a trip together to Disney on Valentine's Day. Oh, and I remember that. I'm all about meeting characters. And yeah. he said, I wanted to meet Anna and Elsa. I'm like, I want to meet them. I want to get videos for my girls. And Anna was like, wait, 
what are you doing here on Valentine? Where's your wife? Why is why are you here with your brother? And uh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and then the wife did the same thing. I'm like, but can you say Happy Valentine's Day to these three and you know, Corinne, yeah, <laughs> and Autumn, and yeah. So anyway, that just reminded me. I'm like, yeah, I went I went to Disney World on Valentine's Day away from my, but not with my wife. <laughs> right. That'll be your next thing. You'll have to do that next time. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. We appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us so that we can celebrate the magic with you every week. And thanks for joining. If you could go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment, it would mean a lot to us. We love hearing from all of you. Um, be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about because you know us. We're always looking to reshape our show and cater to whatever our listeners needs are. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mascapades Podcast, on Facebook. And if you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Jeremy, or myself, Brandy, also at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. The girls will be chatting about their recent trip to Disneyland. You won't want to miss it. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades, and more podcasts. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. Unlock the adventure. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started by a mouse.